I see we're joined by a younger audience today. <clears throat> the wheels on the chariots. <clears throat> I mean, hopefully not too young. Fret not, as I shall keep the tale today relatively benign. Unlike my magnificent self, who is able to gracefully break open apertures to view stories and tales of another world, the world before ours had similarly large portals fixed to walls where the audience would sit and eat trifles and treats. They called them movies. And that shall be our tale today. Let me shine a ray to illumine our window into the superficial world of Ramble Shamble. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to uh, to Ramble Shamble. Today, the host is your fabulous Mackie. And again, I'm joined by the spectacular, the wondrous Jotun. Say hi, Jotun. Hi. You make, me, you make me sound like I'm some kind of showman. Like this is a magic. <laughs> I'm, I'm part of some magic trick. I'm just going to appear out of nowhere amid sparkles and like you, baby. Oh, but the people love you, Jotun. Everyone loves you. They don't love me. Although, we don't actually know because we're still kind of recording these episodes. And feedback is necessary from you guys. That's why you guys must join our social medias. Join our Discord. Join our YouTube. Comment on our YouTube videos. Comment on the different features that we might have for different social medias. And guys, if you have not, please make sure you listen to the other videos. Check out the different topics. Maybe this topic is not of interest to you. I don't know. It might be interest to everyone. I would love to hear everyone's opinions on this episode. <laughs> but we there's a there's an episode for everyone, and we're going to continuously grow. And maybe if you guys think of a topic, you can tell us about different social medias and say, "Listen to this." Yeah, you guys can all tell tell Mackie that he's got a a nice deep basso profundo voice <laughs> compared to my tenor one. But yeah, please. We, we also will be having a separate playlist called Ramble Shrapnel, because it's in little bits and pieces, of your guys' responses, because every week we ask you a question, and we choose our favorite one to talk a little bit about that in relation to the episode. And please also remember that there are different ways in which you can interact with our episodes, such as a five-star review if you guys are feeling generous on iTunes or commenting and liking. So in whatever way you can interact with us, please do. Well, that handles all the formalities of the episode. Before we get to the topic of hand, like our normal formula, Jotun, anything different that happened to you during this week? Something that you might want to share with me in the crowd? Well, not really something stupendous. Oh. As you as you called me before, um, and everything, everybody, please know that most things in my life are utterly stupendous. Um, this week was a bit <laughs> of a lull, though, so uh, it was only little things that were happening to me this week. And uh, probably the nicest one that I didn't expect was when I went to my local produce seller, and because I just love fruits and veggies. And one of my favorite things to get that I buy a lot of is lettuce because I have like a whole lettuce head as a snack with yogurt. And what I do is I dip it in the yogurt and just chow on it like that. And it gives my mouth something to do. I like the mouth feel. So I feel like it's a nice guilt-free way of having a snack when you compare it to something like crisps. but so there I was in the produce shop and there were all these sad looking little lettuce heads and so I wasn't really <laughs> going to get any and as I was walking out the shop the one teller told me or asked me aren't you getting any lettuce today and I was like oh no I just I just come in every time to to look at the stock and then she was like hang on a second and she just like disappeared into the back for two minutes to their storeroom or whatever and brought me back five massive lettuce heads. 
and so <laughs> it just goes to show if you're nice to the people that provide you with service then it can actually benefit you as well but I like to live life um, knowing that just a smile or something can really lift up someone's day and so I always like, try to chat up the tailor a little bit you know just to make them giggle a little bit as well yeah Okay, I have two comments on that. First off, I love how you say yogurt, 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 yogurt. I love that. And I love the fact that your routine is so common that the teller knows exactly, hey, this guy comes in every, or every time he comes in, he's always buying a whole bunch of lettuce heads and hurts disappear and then go down the depths of the store's uh, storage area, opening door after door opening the big chest and then funny because they're all because they're glow. all chained all chained behind steel and iron doors <laughs> to keep out demons as well bright shining glorious light of the five glorious large crisp lettuce heads it says this is dedicated to the loyal customer Yotin <laughs> I'm a big boy okay I need <laughs> yeah. big lettuce heads uh, that is cool. I'll, I'll admit that is really cool. Okay, uh, let's go to the topic of hand before we no, what, what lose about too many you? of our audience. Any good things <laughs> that happened to you this week? Well, I was planning to go to a chiropractor. Um, I'm a firm believer of going to a chiropractor now. It's actually a recent thing, actually. Uh, actually. The Say, I go to a chiropractor every six to four months, like, like a dentist appointment. Uh, I'm a firm believer of it now because it really just gets rid of that excess stress and really loosens your body up so well, especially if you've been exercising quite a bit. You you build a lot of tension and if you're stressed from work or stressed from life, just going to a chiropractor to kind of like have a dry pin needle um, acupuncture and them just to realign everything, make everything good, you just feel so great afterwards. I was planning to do that this week, but I've, I actually forgot the appointment. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's on you. It happened. <laughs> it was fully on me. I phoned them and they were very kind. They said, not a problem. And I've rescheduled my appointment for the next week. So maybe the next episode, I might just be a little bit more sleepy, more drowsy. But hey, we'll see. <laughs> more Zen Buddhist to go with your newfound beliefs and Reiki and stuff. Well, I have to become a Jedi somehow. <laughs> hint, hint. Wink, wink previous episode listen to it okay let's, let's actually go to the episode in hand we don't have much time and i have a lot of stuff to go through with you okay Jotun, i've recently watched the doctor strange movie and it was a good movie i will say that anyone who hasn't watched it definitely recommend oh yeah before we get into this probably a bit of late spoiler warning guys spoilers for this the topic today is about movies and we're gonna Jotun, i'm going to, to hear your best movie Compared to my best movie, and your worst movie compared to my worst movie, and then maybe we have a bit of time to talk about my third topic. But we'll see uh, third section of the topic. But we'll see how we go. So for starters, everyone, spoiler warnings. There might be something here. If you hear a movie that you might want to watch, might want to skip the episode, or pause, or skip ahead. Do whatever you need to do. But this is your last and final warning. Yotin, what is your best movie that you can say hey if you haven't watched it you are insane why haven't you seen this movie okay now the movies that i chose for today i i i, I didn't really make a distinction in my head between uh, well it's it's hard to separate different kinds of media for me because i generally tend to enjoy sci-fi and fantasy things and so i I don't even play games or watch series or anything if it doesn't have at least a bit of a fantasy or sci-fi twist. Otherwise, I don't care. I'll play the most mind-numbing FPS game or watch uh, a hectic drama as long as it's got a sci-fi fantasy twist. But the movie that I chose, uh, well, both of them, are actually adaptations from different kinds of media the one that i chose for my favorite comes from a very well-known book series it's one of the best selling book series that there is 
and it's helped to pioneer a genre of film as well. Uh, well, film and books. And this one is part of a trilogy, but it's my favorite of the trilogy. And because Mackie knows me well enough, he can probably guess. But this one is The Return of the King, part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, yeah, man, heavy hitters all around here. Oh, very shangri. Yeah. <laughs> so why this movie? Okay. Yeah, wh- why this movie? Why why has this been something so dear to your heart? Okay, so uh, the Lord of the Rings is also my favorite book ever written, and I've I've I am a massive Tolkien nerd, like all of his works. Just not the the letters and stuff that he wrote to other people. That's a bit much. But the actual Middle Earth world is just so fascinating for me. And so, like, I know the names of all the different characters and, and such. But one of his probably his most heavy read, The Silmarillion, was the first book that I ever remember reading. Um, and I read it when I was like ten or eleven, and that just got me so hooked on fantasy. So, The Lord of the Rings is quite dear to my heart, and we, uh, we, well, you were a year older than me, but I was probably seven years old when The Return of the King came out, and uh, my parents were foolhardy enough to actually let us watch in the cinema, and we were, we were just blown away from by it, it was so cool. Um, and so, it's quite near to my heart. And as I've grown older, I've just come to appreciate it more and more. And this is a great movie. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. But um, I think I chose the third one because it's just such a good wrap-up of the trilogy. Uh, the the nerdy way of saying it is it's a good den- <laughs> the denouement in there is just beautiful. And so um, probably, well the. The moment in The Lord of the Rings when Sam says to Frodo, um, well, first Frodo has his really sad moment where he's like, um, I don't remember what trees sound or smell like anymore. I don't know what sun sunlight feels like on my skin anymore. And then just that, that speech that Sam gives Frodo, it's so deep. Like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. But just that, that um, the part where he says there's good in this world and it's worth fighting for. And then he finishes it off with, I can carry you. Oh my gosh, oh. It's, it's, so, oh. <laughs> it's so profound. But then, you gave me goosebumps, yeah. <laughs> and, and it has such a satisfying ending. Like granted, there, there are like four different endings that you have to sit through and some people don't like that. Um, but it wraps up everything so nicely and it's, it just speaks to Tolkien's like the whole meaning of the work of um, it's not the big people in the world that make these massive changes it's the help of little people that have a massive effect on the course of history and events that's such a it's, it's such a deep thing and it's it has to do with his Christian background and what he was trying to say about how um, it's it's the unseen people and the people who really make sacrifices that bring about change in this world. It just really speaks to me. And yeah, but there are also really other really awesome moments in the movie as well that are just so memorable. Like when <laughs> when Eowyn stabs the Witch King in the face, um, yeah. you know, the, I am no man cool and all of that. Yeah, and when um, when Aragorn comes with the ghost army out of the ships and just like mows down the Mordor forces. The coolest moments. Yeah, and then they're just like things that are quite unrealistic, but just look so cool. Like when Legolas. T- just absolutely tanks that olifant and like slides down his <laughs> trunk and he That's just like looks, one. <laughs> yeah he still looks like his 
uh, he looks so majestic. But then there's yeah. also the the humor, humorous moments as well with like Gimli, who granted was used for his uh, like the comedic appeal, but that was also just so great. And then there are also moments where you don't know exactly what's happening. There's like genuine uh, shock and mystery in it because like where Gollum falls off the the precipice in Mount Doom with mm. the ring uh, and Frodo as well, then if it's your first time watching it and you don't know the property, then you're like, oh shit, th- did it just happen? You know, did Frodo just die? And then, no, he doesn't. <laughs> He's still holding on to the cliff edge. And geez, you know, you you feel a little bit sorry for Gollum down there in the magma, get, uh, like getting burned and all that. But you got to feel happy for him as well, because, dude, he looks so happy with the ring in his hand. <laughs> right, yeah, finally. <laughs> right before he realizes, oh, crap, I'm like, I'm burning. I'm dying. Like that last second, he realizes that he's not going to be yeah. there anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's also a silly little, uh, little thing that I, other like little cringe moments and just cool moments that I want everybody to look out for when they're watching this, is when you see the prologue where Gollum turns into Gollum. Um, he was actually f- the the first part of that. There's one shot where he goes from like this emaciated bone figure to the golem that we all know and love the CGI one with the massive eyes oh that was terrifying but but the bony one is actually a real prosthetic prop that I think was put on Andy Serkis the actor um, but they did it so amazingly if you just like if, if, everybody I'm not encouraging you drink or whatever but while drunk if you <laughs> try to pinpoint the moment where it goes from uh, real props to CGI, like, I challenge you. You won't be able to see it. Um, So there's a challenge for everyone. And then just like the funniest thing in the world before I get serious again is Frodo when he gets stabbed by the giant spider Shelob and he just like has that ridiculous like jizz face and then like eventually foams at the mouth. You know, that's that's just so priceless. And you know someone has really been, like, bitten by a spider and you do- he doesn't know. He's got no control when he firms at the mouth. That's, like, rabies level. <laughs> yeah. But probably the one of the biggest reasons as well why I chose this movie and why it's so dear to me is very few things in life actually make me cry. Um... And almost every time, without fault, when I watch that scene where Sam gives that motivating speech to Frodo on Mount Doom, I can't help but cry. It is so deep. Yeah, so that's my movie. That was... You nailed pretty much every good aspect there's, about the movie. Probably, there, there's probably still a lot more. There's, there's one, one more thing that I actually want to mention, is almost never is the final entry of a trilogy the best movie in the trilogy and I think that this is one of the cases where it actually does or is yeah I agree with you I think there's been others but I will agree with you because I I was doing some research while during your uh, ranting of how good this movie is and it literally won every Oscar it was nominated for you know how many Oscars that the, the movie won 11 Oh, that is impressive. That is like, that is an astounding amount of Oscars just for one single movie and all nominations just one. So, guys, if you've not watched Return of the King or watched Lord of the Rings, we, jeez, I think uh, Jotun and, and myself can definitely recommend it with 100% to just watch it. It's such a, it's it's long. We won't, we won't deny that, but it's so worth the whole journey and adventure. Yeah. It's geeky, I actually but rec- so worth it. Yeah, and then depending on your personality, like if you're a true geek and you don't mind some slow moments if it builds up on the meaning of the thing, watch the extended editions. But if you just want like some bang and boom and pizzazzle 
for the cinematic releases, then it's fine. You can be the common type of person and watch those instead. <laughs> but it's it's great. Please watch it. Okay, so let me go through my best movie. Uh, similar to you, uh, the movie that also was nominated for uh, was nominated nine one three, so not as spectacular as yours, but still quite a, a milestone. Uh, it was produced, uh, directed by James Cameron, who is an amazing director, by the way. I, I prematurely every <laughs> Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, will, I, I cannot get it out of my mind of the first time watching another, Avatar. Another ridiculously long movie. Oh, but so worth it. It's just <laughs> the, the, the new Avatar's coming out soon. They say Christmas, but who knows? You might push it for another five years. But I can still remember the first time. My father and I seeing what the heck is this movie. A lot of people were around because they, very, they love that director. And we watched, we sit. And my mind is blown through the entire movie. To the point that only after like two and a half hours in, my, my father looks at his watch and he's like, Jesus, this is a long movie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, whoa, is this reality? Like I pulled, got pulled back out of the immersion. But I, I can say I watched the movie in cinemas. I think it was at least five times. Wow. So once with my father, once with friends, once with the whole family. And then once again with friends, and then another time. I, I just love that movie so much that I, I couldn't get enough of it. That and IMAX and 3D was just mind-blowing. I loved every moment of it. The music, the the CGI effects, the whole notion. Look, it's not a... It's If people just like read the script, it's probably very like plain. Like, uh, it's uh, well-evolutionized or well-high-tech uh, development culture coming to take over from a less developed native culture and they want to get all the resources from the planet. It's very boring if you put it that way. But the way that James Cameron directs that movie and how like it just has so much that I just, oh, I can't put it to words. That's how much I love it. The art style, the direction of how the, how the actors are portrayed, how the actors bring to the roles... I won't spoil it too much because I definitely think that's worth it. But seeing how like a cripple going to the point where he takes over his old his twin brother's life because he his DNA is close enough to take over his avatar. That's pretty much the reason of it. And just him becoming like almost like Tarzan or hmm. and I can rant about this movie for ages. What's your view on Avatar? Avatar Avatar is a great movie. It's a lot of spectacle, but that's to be expected because. James Cameron waited like two decades for the technology to become good enough to actually do the movie and the script justice because he knew what he wanted and he knew that he needed the tech to be able to step up to the entire concept. Um, But yeah, it's it's a great movie. Um, I remember I remember what reading an article where uh, the main the main actor lead actor uh, basically stated that he doesn't think that he'll you'll be you'll be around about seventy years old by the time the the, tril- the third movie comes out. Yeah. It's a trilogy. And guys, if you look at the the date of when Avatar came on, it's been almost a decade since the second one's becoming actually officially coming out to cinemas. Yeah. So. All they all they want is like supercharger. I mean, super turbo max pro ray tracing to come out. <laughs> that's that's probably yeah. what he's waiting for. Yeah, he's waiting for the best of the best. And I cannot deny that his movies come out exactly how they should. Like, and he was the f- first person to bring out Jurassic Park, which is also an amazing movie. But not as good as Avatar. Jurassic Park <laughs> was Steven Spielberg. Oh man, I keep getting confused <laughs> with those two. No worries. Big but but masses. but but Avatar also has a nice story, um, or a, a, a meaningful story. He the whole it's all about like colonization and um, exploiting natural resources from the natives and stuff like that. So I'm not doing the the, the meaning of the story justice. It's got to do with that stuff, but I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure if they like wagging the finger at colonization or not. But it's a <laughs> yeah. it's a nice story. 
Yeah. No, well, that's that's the thing. Like I like I said, the the plot of the story is very boring. If you just look at the plots. Yeah. They're just coming for resources. It's been done. It's been done by so many movies. But how the, how it's done, or how the you see the natives, or how they work together, and seeing the, these complete alien plants just feel like so real yet so unfamiliar. It just blows your blows my mind. It's so spectacular seeing every little pixel of that CGI is done so spectacularly well. But if you want like more depth, I would definitely watch your movie over mine. Your your movie has so many topics, so many characters. But my movie's a bit more like more for the visual food. It's like so much visual, so much. Uh, so the soundtracks are spectacular. Not saying Return of the King isn't, but soundtracks are used to the fullest. The everything is just like fancy, shiny, and wow. Yeah. There's never a oh okay. There's there's one great reason to watch it though, and that's the fact that the resource that they're trying to mine is called unobtainium i mean <laughs> what that is such a creative name dude those people uh, those awesome. people i hope that they got like a holiday cruise in the bahamas just for thinking up the name unobtainium it's so uh, smart very true. because because think about it it's it's like um geez it's it's foreshadowing that's what it is because they don't get it in the end spoiler mm-hmm. alert yeah <laughs> but, no yeah. but that that is a very good point. But yeah, let's go to the next part of this. Uh, we're going to be talking about now our worst movies that we have ever watched that we wish we could scrub our brains completely free. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first, Jotun? Uh You can go first. Okay. Guys, please do not watch this movie. This movie has an amazing cast. Uh has over 50 amazing cast members who have... They got Bill Murray. They got uh, Kylo Ren from Star Wars. They got so many amazing characters. Uh, the cast is spectacular, but it's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. It's called The Dead Don't Die. Unless you guys are drinking, or unless you guys love mocking crappy movies, go ahead, watch it. It is worth a laugh. That's the only reason why I watched it to the end. If I did not have my friend where we were actively marking marking this movie i would have died of boredom or i would have just left i would have closed the thing and said nope this movie i watched from beginning to end starts off as a zombie zombie thing so typical scenario then it turns to while in a zombie apocalypse there's this so-called interested person who doesn't know what's going uh was trying like observer kind of vibe so she walks around and the reason why I hate this movie is that it jumps from concept or the protagonist group changes every so five to six minutes. So you have one protagonist group, then you have another protagonist group doing something different. You've got another protagonist group going completely different. And what does what's even worse there is it stops that protagonist group. So that protagonist group has run about, say, five minutes of screen time, and then the story just stops. So you see them saying, okay, we need to get to this place to get resources. And then you it's gone. It's forgotten. They've done. They've done whatever they needed. You don't. You don't hear how well they did. You didn't. You'll see like a zombie pounce, and then it's gone. And then they onto the main protagonist group, and then it changes to a different protagonist group, and a different theme, a different concept. To the point where I even caught saying that the only thing that this movie is missing is aliens. For some stupid reason, the aliens should just come to this movie. Hmm. I kid you not. In the end, aliens come in, wipe out the zombies, pull up the observer, and then it's like. Then the main protagonist group dies to another horde of zombies that just appeared out of nowhere. And I'm like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> this movie is so bad. I can't even say, watch it. Have you ever seen it, yet? <laughs> no, this this is like I'm utterly in the dark. But it, I see that there were some heavy hitters like Bill Murray, uh, Murray Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, dude. Jeez. Yes. They've got some uh, Danny Clover, Danny Glover, Chloe oh Zing, Austin Butler. They got S- Larry Fessenden. They got such an amazing cast, and I thought, hey, this movie must be good because, geez, the cost is massive. But I kid you not, 
unless you were like you drunk, you won't like the movie. And the descriptions I have, uh, let me just try to find it quickly. Let me read this brief description. Films like The Dead Don't Die make me feel dumb. And of course, like every normal person in the world, I don't like it when something or someone makes me feel dumb. Why does it make you feel dumb? Because you can't even, th- you can't help thinking that you're missing the point. That you're not seeing what everyone else must be seeing. Why else would so many great actors and actresses want to star in an ordinary horror movie with zombies if it wasn't great? Well, I can assure you, there's nothing wrong with us. <laughs> it's like the the reviews are funny and hilarious. That's the best part of this movie. Just read them. It's so funny to read all these because mm. it's such a bad movie. Yeah. I'm trying to find out how much it costs to make the movie because they only made $15 million in box office. Jeez, they must have paid way more than that, to be honest, because the cost, like Bob Murray and uh, Selena Gomez must have cost quite a bit of money. Even Steve Buscemi. I think, I, I, think I think the rumors are around a hundred million dollars. Ooh. So they, they made like a ninth of what they paid to make it. Oh, uh, and the trailer, if you watch the show, you like say, Hey, this could be fun. A horror comedy zombie movie with so many great actors. It's just such a, like, the concept is just not there. When I say concept, I mean concepts because that's why it was bad. It was just too much. Had all the right ingredients, came out like a pile of poo. poo. Sorry to <laughs> say that, guys. Came out as a poo. <laughs> Pretty big contender that you brought for me. <laughs> it scarred my mind. I can still remember every moment. Okay. So, my worst movie is again an adaptation because I love this other form of media. Okay. And so, this one comes from anime. Now, don't be frightened, people. I'm not going to be talking about the terrible Dragon Ball movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I did choose Avatar The Last Airbender because it is probably... Oh, shoot. That is a... Oh, wow. That's a good one. It is probably the worst adaptation that I have ever seen. And... The only reason why I stuck through the full hour, well, almost two hours of it, is because I just loved the anime so much, and it was just such a such a mess. It was utter chaos. Now, before I break down the the reasons why I didn't like this movie, I just want to go through some reviews that anyone can see on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So. First review, a breathtakingly clueless, misconceived, stupid, humorless, unexciting, dim, dumb, farago, the worst film I've seen in years. A quite breathtakingly inept hodgepodge of vapid spirituality, playground chop and visual effects that take 3D to an entirely new level, 0D. And then a nice, nice short one. How did Shyamalan get it so wrong? (laughs) Okay, so, yeah. So, I just, I didn't like it at all. The the ideas that you have in your head from the anime uh, of how uh, element bending happens is, it's so small scale in the movie. um, And... It's almost, it's, jeez, ah, it's like me watching watching a movie or something and then trying to explain to someone with a sock puppet exactly, exactly what happened. You know, it just doesn't even compare. Mm. And so, like, uh, I just looked up. Uh, it's been a while since I watched because I couldn't watch it again. I mean, please, I, I people have a heart. So I'm not going to watch it again. But, oh, no. Um, a few of the reasons that other people have noted is that Soka is meant to be funny. And in the, for the entire oh, movie... Oh, he was so not. For the whole movie, they took out almost all of the humor that was inside of the series. And he he is the, the comic relief, even inside a funny series. 
but he was just so deadpan throughout this entire movie. Um, another thing is, do you, do you remember the the earth bending scene, Mackie, mm. where all of them mm-hmm. got let loose? Um, yeah. So it takes like eight people, six people to make a few rocks move like three meters. Whereas <laughs> inside the in the series, you have people like constructing buildings and stuff with their with their earth bending, and you have these masters of earth bending who are tough and boomy, and like it's just so lackluster in this movie. Um, and then just like the illogical things that they they do in some of the scenes, they try to imprison earthbenders on earth like how (laughs) stupid is that it's like the thing that is the the buff for their powers is where you try to imprison them at least with the series they are on a metal ship in the middle of the ocean it makes sense that they can't do earth bending yeah (sighs) yeah but they're just there's so many there's so many things it was also Ang was so uninspiring in that movie. I, I remember Ang or Ang. Like yeah, Ang. The 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 mispronunciations in this are terrible. Like Ong. granted, <laughs> granted, they look we the, we watched the English series, and so yeah, like you wouldn't pronounce his name as Ang either, but. It's not like Ong. It could at least be Ang or something. And so they didn't even do it phonetically. Like, what were they going with? Oh, yeah. But yeah, go on. No, they were definitely trying to streamline from the popularity from the series onto this. And I just remember how uninspiring Ong was because he was so down all the time. And I remember Ong from the series being so like lively he was full of life he actually was he wanted to enjoy life as much as he could because the lifestyle of the monks that he lived with uh he was really sheltered and now he's exploring all these different things that's and a new society yes he does have that sad past that of him leaving his um airbenders to defend for themselves and basically got wiped out and but he he's not always such a down dark and sad boy he was actually quite lively he was funny like uh soccer and ang were like a funny duo duo at some times and i agree with you this movie was just a slow boring failed imitation of the good movie almost it's 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 a common trend as well if you look at it games turn to movies even like that dragon ball z movie that was a real life adaptation that movie sucked ass yeah. Sorry for the bad language, but that movie sucked just as bad as that one because Goku was going to school. And you're like, wait, but Goku doesn't go to school in the series. Why is Goku now having a high school life all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, like what you're saying about An- Ang being. Now I'm doing it. Ong. Yeah. About Ong, because we're keeping with the movie here. Um, about Ong. <laughs> sounds so stupid. <laughs> about Ong being like deadpan um, that's one of the big grievances that people have because the first thing that he says when he's discovered in the series is uh, he asks uh, Katara uh, do you want to go penguin skating and so like that just shows or penguin sledding and it just shows like his character so beautifully because he here he is in a place he doesn't know, talking to a girl he doesn't know, but he immediately thinks of something fun to do. You know, he doesn't freak out or whatever. And in the in the movie, he's you, he's found, and all that we as a viewer, our viewers, are greeted with is silence from him. Mm. Yeah. No, I I think we have uh, two good contenders for best and worst movies. I think your best, I have to, I really hate to say it, but I think your best is better than my best, but we'll let the viewers decide that. But I think my worst beats your worst because I'm looking at the, how much money it made. So it had a budget of $150 million and it made a gross 
a payback of 121 million, 131.6 million. So it made more money of its money back compared to my no name brand one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's, that's true though, because when you're reckoning that stuff, you can only truly count the box office numbers. You can't count DVDs and such. So you, oh no, hundred percent. This was box office numbers. Yeah. Oh, oh was it a hundred million in box office? H- hundred fifty million was the budget for the movie, and its box office gross USA is one to be one point six. Yeah, but that's again the gross number. That's everything. In- yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess so. I, I see what you mean. I see. I think but the yeah, box uh, office was only fifteen one five million. But the reason why I think yours is better than my worst movie is because yours had a concept and a story to follow. And, my one and didn't fan, have that. And fan devotion. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like my no-name brand, like have you ever heard of The Dead Don't Die before, before I mentioned no. it to you today? <laughs> Not <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> so probably the people listening have never heard of this movie before. And they probably think, hey, this will be a good drinking game because Mackie has recommended it as a good drinking game. But let's go to my third area of thing so guys since covid was such a dreadful thing the cinemas have suffered and they're probably still suffering a few movies are still worth watching like top gun definitely want to go watch that in the cinema but Jotun, i want to hear your point of view what do you think the future of movies lies do you think we all gonna revert to the streaming services of apple plus uh amazon prime netflix and all those things and cinemas will fall away or do you think they're Cinemas might be making a comeback, slowly but surely. I think that at first they will be coming back because, well, actually it's it's a bit of a, it's on the knife's edge about which Mm, which way it's going to go. I agree with that. Because um, it's it's true that we enjoy being social and going to social events and just general occasions. So... um, there could there could still be a lot of people that really just miss the idea and concept of going to the cinema with your popcorn and your drink and just chilling in the dark watching a movie. But then you have people like me as well, who for them the most important thing is to immerse yourself in the experience and... Uh, but, but do so from the comfort of your own home. And one of the reasons why, well, I know a few people that don't like going to the cinemas, and the reasons why they don't is because exactly for the reason of there are other people around you who are inconsiderate, that there's like a constant crackling of crisp packets or yeah. uh, people slurping their drinks or popcorn. Or kicking your chair. Yeah, so... That that's just not a good way to immerse yourself in the experience. If it's me now, I make sure that I have my seven channel surround sound headphones on. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to hear all those rumbles and basses and uh you know, dim the lights and all of that. And you also have more control at home, you know. If you want to go pee or something, then you just pause what you're watching. You'll have your pee, you come back, you haven't missed anything. If you're in the cinema then you miss a few minutes and well, that's a factor and you no i agree with you i think it's definitely on knife's edge i think a, a few movies have kept the cinemas interesting and alive uh definitely the spider-man movie the last spider-man and i, I cannot recommend enough watching that the next or well, the second doctor strange movie very good it was very unpredictable but i'm, I'm with you if the uh, if the movie was something that I feel like, hey, this is going to be a very average movie, I'd rather wait till it comes out for streaming services and stream it and watch it from my comfort of my home. Because I don't want to spend X amount of cash that's quite expensive. For 3D, it's even more expensive. Just for experience that I'm going to say, yeah, that's okay. But before COVID, I probably would go watch movies with my father quite often. And we loved the popcorn vibe experience. We enjoyed it. We got our popcorn, our large popcorns, our large drinks, and a little bit of sweets. And we sat there and we enjoyed our popcorn. Even if the movie was okay, we still liked our popcorn and 
the time and experience that we got to experience to, together. But now I feel like the only time that we to go to the movie is for if the movie is, is going to make the experience better. Yeah. That's why the Doctor Strange having the big screen, the sounds, and having 3D just will make those like uh, all that magic pop out, like Top Gun, something as well. The sound, the imagery is just going to benefit so much more from the movie cinema. Even Bohemian Rhapsody. My father said that the comparison between watching it from streaming and watching it in the cinema, ooh, major would go towards the cinema because the music, the sound is just so perfect yeah. for everything. Yeah. So that's that's me. I'm a bit of like, only if the movie will benefit the movie will I go watch it at the cinemas. If not, I'll watch it from the comfort of my home free of charge or through the paid services. Yeah. So I've got to tell you, I lied. I don't think that that's what's going to happen to movies. I think that's what's <laughs> going to happen to movies is that they're going to get more and more interactive. And I think now Ooh. with the constant advancements in ray tracing technology, I think that basically people who don't play video games are going to wake up and smell the coffee and realize that video games are awesome and films are going to realize that interactivity <laughs> is awesome and that people want to actually do stuff in their movies. And so I think everything is just going to slowly creep towards video gaming as movies, just like really long extended cutscenes. Okay. That is, that is a good, that, that is a possibility. Eh? And that would actually be cool. It's far on the horizon, but I think it's there. I don't think it's as far as you might think. Think of how good games have gone since the evolution, like PlayStation 5s are out and they, their graphics apparently are phenomenal compared to PC gaming. PC. But I, yeah, <laughs> but I've played uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising and that could be its own little movie for me. And you've played Control recently, that could be your own little movie. So I feel like it's not too far away from the possibilities of saying, guys, the people, the people, the audience does not want to watch and sit. They want to be interactive. But I think yeah. we'll have two sides. The people who are lazy, they said, nah, I want something. I just want to eat my popcorn and watch. And then you'll yeah. have the people who are active. They say, no, nah, no, nah, I want to be the uh, protagonist. Yeah. So then the video game movies will basically just be um, like box office stuff and other people will be casuals, you know, just. <laughs> Basically where we are right now, is <laughs> yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think we should cover one more topic very, very quickly. And that's oh, cool. movies that are so bad that you actually love them. And uh, <laughs> just off the top of your head, I want you to throw one at me that you can recommend for people. Without a pedal. <laughs> the first one, not the second one. Without a pedal. Okay, I haven't watched it. Salaton, sell me on it. So, basically, it's a movie where uh, three guys had a fourth friend who was very adventurous. The friend passes away. The three guys feel old, and they say they never did anything as adventurous as this fourth friend. And decide to go camping and to be part of the wild again. Go back to their roots. And it's such a hilarious movie. It's bad, don't get me wrong, but it's (laughs) hilarious. Uh, They... They go to the camp and everything goes wrong. Bear comes to attack them. That's where one of the famous lines that I would never forget comes to my mind. It says, where a bear is about to attack them. And the guy's busy taking off his shoes. And his friend says, why are you taking off your shoes? Like, I can't, uh, I'm going to outrun, I'm going to outrun it. And he said, the guy, friend says, you can't outrun a bear. They're faster than people. He says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Oh, is that where <laughs> that's from? That's where it's from. So I can recommend a bad movie that you just relax and just have a good laugh without a paddle. My one is the awesome movie Kung Pao, which I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've told you about it before. It's, I still need to watch it. Yeah, it's it's with uh, some genius Western filmmaker decided to take an uh, like a Kung Fu movie and then just dub the shit over all the dialogue and add some extra scenes in it to make a kind of cohesive story and 
he just like absolutely made something that's beautiful and hilarious because it's it's so stupid and it's such a terrible movie but there's such awesome moments that you need to look out for like ufos flying in the background and um like a three boobed woman that's his spirit guide or something it's just it's such a hilarious movie i can't recommend it enough oh i want to watch it now no there's all those cool movies uh there's like uh the monty python series i've recently watched that that is crazy it's weird you don't even know what's going on but then you got the venture of lion also a fun weird movie but there's so many good movies out there and guys coming to the end of the episode again who do you think gave the better arguments myself mackie with avatar or for the best movie or Jotun with his return of the king which best movie also the worst movie who, who won that and guys we also want to hear your opinion on worst and best movies so you can bring into the comments and in order to do that you need to join our social medias comment on those youtube videos yeah and we will be choosing one of your suggestions to talk about we're not uh we'll, we'll decide whether we talk about both your best and worst or just choose one that properly stands out to us but we will talk about it in our other playlist ramble shrapnel and with that playlist we get different ideas and Please also recommend to us movies that we should watch that you think, hey, this is would be a good movie. You heard Jotun give some a good topic of saying bad bad movies, but are so good it's worth watching. So please, I I enjoy them. I'm, you just heard Jotun; he enjoys them. And guys, if you've not listened to our previous episodes, please give them a listen. There's probably a topic that you might enjoy just as much as you enjoyed this episode. And we also we will try to post every Thursday. If we can't, then we'll definitely mention to our social medias. If you're not part of the social medias, you won't know that, that we will be. Uh, there's an issue about posting on a particular day. So again, another reason to join our social medias. We might come to Twitch again. We might come with a gaming channel, but later, there's so much for Ramble Shamble to grow, and we would love for you guys to be part of the community of growth. Um, said all that I had to say. Yotan, anything from you? Only that this was an awesome conversation. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And with that, I bid you guys adieu. Bye-bye from my side. Ciao.